it's a danger hour. We're back. Episode 167. Oh, yeah. How's everybody doing? I'm doing just fine, James. I didn't ask you. Just in case you're wondering. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm never wondering about you. Well, James, just throwing it out there. Just in case the listeners are curious. Uh, well, thanks. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Listen to me. I got something to say. Now, uh, I've been listening to different podcasts with uh, guests that happen to be physicists. And uh, hearing a lot of out there talk. And I have to admit, I'm coming up with theories of my own. Oh my god, James. You're not qualified to theorize. Listen, I'll have you know. I'm not quite a doctor, but I did go to med school. Oh my god, James, you don't say. Let me guess, was it in the proctology field because you're just a giant asshole? <laughs> That's when I like having you around. You mean when I insult you, James, and be mean to you? Yeah. But it goes against my upbringing, James. The only thing you're bringing up is a dick to your mouth. James, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. Just cool your jets. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I am a, a somewhat of a doctor. I think you, you, could, you could imagine. If you listen to the show, I think you'd agree when I say it's quite clear that I am an educated, eloquent, charming, um, other stuff kind of guy. So it's not so far-fetched to believe that I'm a doctor of some sorts. Oh my God, James, here we go. Would you like me to help you blow that smoke up your own ass? <laughs> uh, anyway, so I've been listening to physicists, and uh, there's a couple guys out there who are interesting. I forget their names, of course. My head is filled with other uh, facts and, uh, and vast knowledge to remember such insignificant things as people's names. But uh, so they go on and on about string theory, about infinite universes, okay? And parallel universes. And uh, the whole concept of if you have a choice to make in your life, based on that choice, there will be many different versions of yourself based on what decision you made, which would be all the decisions. So... You'd you'd be there'd be a whole different all these different parallels going simultaneously <coughs> based on the choice that each one of you made. It's fucking out there. Yes, I know. I probably didn't even explain it correctly. But uh <laughs> I'm sure you get what I'm talking about. But even though there's still all these different versions of you, it's still you. Isn't that a mind fuck? And apparently in this infinite universe type deal, anything that can happen will happen because it's infinite possibilities. So in an infinite possibility scenario, any conceivable thing will happen. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, James, you don't have the slightest clue what goes on in my brain. Yes, I do. Let me guess. Uh, in one of these universes, you and Tom Selleck would grow old together. Oh my God, James. Is that something that's real? Uh, I guess. Theoretically, anyway. Oh my God, James. I like physics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. So I hear all this information coming into my filter, my head. And uh, we all have our own little filters based, based upon how we were brought up our own morals, our experiences, right? Uh, society, the effect it has on us. So we all have our little filters, and it goes through James's filter. And, uh, <laughs> and how does it make sense to James? Well, let me tell you. It starts making my brain firing synapses and whatnot. And I start thinking of my own theories based on this theory. <laughs> So here's my theory. More of a stoner thought, if you ask me. What if this concept of multiple versions of yourself and infinite possibilities 
what if it's true? And what if this world we're living in is actually all the 7 billion people are all just different versions of one person? Whoa! Right? Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? Every person in the world is, is just a product of A, B, and C. You know, the factors changed, and, uh, and there you go. You got Red Cunt, and then uh, there's Leto. <laughs> you take James, you, you, you mix in a little bit of gay, and there's Leto. All right? You take James, you mix in a little bit of red, some red dye, and, uh, and some hip-hop, and there you go. There's, there's Red Cunt. You know what I'm talking about? Somewhere in there, there's some kind of an intelligent thought that I really can't uh, put together myself. But I'm sure you can probably imagine where I'm going with this. You know, they say the world's fake, and uh, that's one aspect. Or how about that we're all interconnected? Wouldn't that be the perfect explanation? We're all basically the same person, just in different parallel dimensions, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Whoa. Crazy, man. <laughs> I don't know. I like having these stoner thoughts throughout the day when I'm at work. It entertains me. How about this one? Do you guys remember my stance on deja vu? Right? How do you explain deja vu? So uh, my theory was, and maybe you remember it. I've said it a couple times on past episodes, if you actually pay attention. Deja vu is actually just you respawning from a time that you died. Yeah. Just like a video game. Your checkpoints, you die and you go back to that point, that's deja vu. So, you're going along throughout your day, and let's just say, instead of turning left, you turn right. About 10 minutes down the road, you get fucking killed by a semi. You're dead. Here's your deja vu. You wake up, and you, you have this conscious awareness, like, holy shit, I was here before. But this time... Your body doesn't allow you or your mind doesn't allow you to do the same thing you did last time to get killed. Now you're going to go a different way. That's pretty fucking cool, right? I like that one myself. But let's take both these theories and combine them. What if deja vu is actually one of your parallel versions of yourself dying? All right? And that you're just aware of it. So uh, one of James's just got killed. In some other parallel universe. Right? No? Are you guys following along? Come on. Come on. James? All right, I know. You're about to insult me and say this is all stupid. Come on, out with it. On the contrary, James. I'm with you. What? If there's any possibility, James, that I can be living a a parallel life and, and, and living with Tom Selleck, James... I, I'm oh, uh, relax, relax, calm down, breathe, but I'm, I'm, uh, breathe. Tom Selleck, James. Yes, Tom Selleck. Fine, as long as you're with me, I'm okay with it. That's a first. You're never on my side. I just Tom, Tom Selleck. James. Okay, Tom Selleck. Relax. All right. <laughs> all right. As long as you're with me, I hope all of you out there can uh, can be like my little fruity friend here. What are you playing, James? Nothing. And, uh, and, and talk some sense in yourself and get behind this thing. Hey, why don't you give me some funding for further research? <laughs> Send me a check to uh, uh, thedangerhour@yahoo.com. Email me the check and I'll go ahead and deposit it electronically. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some real life stuff instead of fairy tale nonsense. My kids are gone, everybody. Oh my God, James. They're dead. No, they're with the grandparents. For a few days. They're on spring break because uh, baby Jesus is going to plant in some eggs coming up soon. And uh, they, they have a week off of school because of that. So uh, my wife works. I work. And so the kids are not in school. They've got to be with the grandparents for a few days. That's the way it goes. But here's what I'm telling you about this. I know some of you that listen to this nonsense are parents. I know some of you personally. Others, I have no clue about who you are. <laughs> Why don't you get to know your old pal Danger? Send me an email, thedangerhour at yahoo.com. 
Let me know who you are. We can become pen pals. Anyway, uh, so I don't know. Some of you, okay, I know some of you guys are parents. I also know that some of you people are fucking lunatics and you never get rid of your kids. I know some of you out there. You just have this thing that you don't want anyone else to have your kids except for yourself. And I sort of get that, but it's also not healthy. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get rid of them. All right, and, and collect yourself and regroup. And, uh, you know, I think it's healthy for the kids too. They don't want to be around you all the fucking time. What, do you think you're that great? They want to be around you all the time? Get out of here. So they're gone, but, but when, you, when kids are gone... If you're not a parent, you probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about or care even for that matter. Well, I don't, maybe you can learn something. Yeah, damn it, back in my day, we listened to the elders. They had things to say. They had lessons to give and advice to bestow upon us. And God damn it, we took that advice and we ignored it. No, all right. So, uh, <laughs> ah, so the kids are gone and there's this eerie quietness throughout the house it feels fucking weird i'm sitting down having uh, breakfast with my wife the other day and it's just so goddamn quiet uh, a part of me just feels weirded out about it maybe just because i'm used to it and it's like well this is this is different and maybe another part of me is sad you know that it's not that they're, they're not there um and I just started thinking, like, God damn, this is what it's going to be like when they grow up and move out. It's just going to be me and her sitting across from me at the table. Just the two of us. Oh, Christ. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know what? It's crazy because you can really appreciate your spouse when the kids are gone. You know, when they're around, there's all this chaotic shit happening and, you know, attention but uh, once they're gone, it's like you can just devote yourself to your woman. And it seems kind of weird at this point because the kids are always around. So you kind, of, you kind of lose that after a while. But anyway, so we had breakfast. We went grocery shopping. We did, all, we did like a long list of activities, just her and I. And, and I realized how fucking relaxing my life would be if I didn't have any kids. Oh, man, you can just do what you want. You don't got to worry about shit. You can come and go as you please. And a part of me is like, fuck, yeah, this is incredible. Why did I have kids? <laughs> and the other part of me felt like there was something missing. You goddamn it, you can't win. You can't win. Or is it that balance of having the chaos, having that stress, also being loved by these two little beings that depend on you for everything. And then also having, maybe that's the way you can really re appreciate relaxing and having, you know, no kids or, or responsibilities really when they're gone. Well, yeah, I guess that's what they say, right? You can't appreciate the good without the bad. Not saying my kids are bad. I'm just saying, you know, you can't appreciate a good fucking weekend off if you don't work your ass off during the week, Right? Is that what life is? Just a bunch of balance? So uh, I ask you, youngsters, how come you're not having kids so you can be miserable so then you can appreciate not being miserable for a weekend? <laughs> That's my advice to you. Yeah, you goddamn kids, listen to your about danger. I won't steal you wrong. <laughs> Speaking of kids, my daughter's birthday just passed last week, and uh, we have yearly passes to Knott's Berry Farm. So I said, hey, why don't I get out of work a little early and take an old trip down to Buena Park, California? That's right. So we did that. And uh, <laughs> do you remember me telling you about that game they have at Knott's Berry Farm? It's right by Montezuma's Revenge. It's basically, you get this mallet and you smack that metal plate and that little... Now it's electronic, and that thing goes, bing, right? Or it doesn't, depending on if you're weak or not. So I told you all, every time I go to Nuts Berry Farm, it's my mission to fucking beat the shit out of that thing. <laughs> and I know it's rigged. It's electronic. I know. But someday, 
I'm going to do it. You mark my words, goddammit. I'm going to get that thing. I'm going to get the top score. But James, why don't you save your money and buy something cool instead of always going and paying the money for nothing because you're not going to win anything because it's all a big scam, James. Why don't you do that, James? Why don't you save yourself the humiliation and the money and the grief, James? Yeah, listen, it's not about that. It's about the novelty. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Every time they go, it's like a little tradition. The kids get a kick out of it too. Trying to see if daddy can get it. And um, daddy's a failure every time. <laughs> so this time, and I'm watching the fuckheads that go before me, like I do last time. This fat guy. and I don't know why, dude. Okay, let me tell you, if you don't remember. Last time, my first hit was like in the 50s. Or no, in the 80s. The second hit was in the 50s. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Because the second time, I hit it even harder than the first time. And I was like, this is bullshit. Now, no one, and previously before that, I got like 115 or 100 and something. And so uh, this time, I'm watching, and this fat guy goes up there, and he hits it, but he doesn't even put his full power into it. You can tell. He's not using his proper body shifting and is putting his weight into it. He's just using his arms. And he gets like 105 or something, and I'm like, no fucking way. How'd this guy... You know, looks like effort effortlessly get past my score last time. This game is bullshit for sure. So I walk up there. I think they might even change the scores. It says score of 150 gets the large prize, right? So I tell the girl because someone made a made a comment when I give her the money. Someone asked her a question, and I go, "Oh wait, is it combined?" She goes, "No, it's just uh, 150 on one swing." I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. So I brace myself. My kids are watching me. I get that hammer like Thor, right? I get all, I, I'm, summer, I'm summoning the rage that I carry in the center of my chest at all times, all right? I'm summoning it, okay? I, like the Hulk, I'm always angry, but I can control it. So I'm summoning the rage, and I'm letting it flow through my arms, and I'm getting into it. And then like Thor, I rain down upon it. And I hit the plate. And he goes all the way to the top. 126. And I went, all right, okay. Okay, but I still didn't win. You get two swings. Here comes my second swing. Once again, summoning even more rage because of the fact that I know I'm close. Now I'm going to give it all I got. Here I go again. Grab that hammer. Raise it over my head. Put my full, you know, swing it. Bring your body down with that fucking hammer. And I do it. Come back down again. 149. And I go, ha! You got to give it to me. And the girl away goes, no, no. One point. I was one point away from ultimate victory. You know what that did? It pissed me off. Not really, though. It just inspired me. Maybe that's their whole plan to get me to come back and blow more money. Like, oh, well, <laughs> you'll be back. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. In the game, I've, I've realized what the game is called now. It's called El Wacko. Maybe I'm the El Wacko for keep fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so, because I keep returning to this stupid thing But I, I dig it I get a kick out of it It's fun My little boy gets a kick out of watching it too So see, for that reason I'm going to keep doing it Don't judge me <laughs> So afterwards uh, Montezuma's Revenge is right next door Now forgive me I don't know if you guys are from California uh, I don't know And if you're not I don't know if you know what Knott's Berry Farm is It's supposedly I think it's the first theme park is it in california or the u.s i don't remember but it's an, it's got an old west theme it's close to disneyland um anyway so montezuma's revenge is a roller coaster they call it a speed coaster 
It's got uh, like 15 cars, all two seaters. You get in there, you fight the the lap thing goes down, the shoulder harness goes over your head, and uh, you're sitting there. And the guy will come in the intercom. Oh, clear. And then the other dude will give his thumbs up. All right, we're about to take off. Uh, enjoy your ride. And then you take off from a sit still to about 60 miles an hour, and you go straight over this big fucking loop. You go upside down. And then uh, you go straight up this track, and it just ends. And then you immediately fall backwards and go in the loop backwards, and then it goes back through where you started. The, the track curves up again. You have this moment of free fall feeling, and then you come back down, and it's over. It's quick. It's fucking awesome. It's a rush. Um, so anyway, my daughter, she bitched out last time we went. We were, we were, there was no line. We get there. We're in the front car. I can, we're about to get on. And she's like, oh, Daddy, I don't want to do it. And she runs back to my wife. And so I had to go on myself. I was like, God damn it. But, you know, I get it. It's, it's fucking scary to watch it. I can imagine if you're a kid how scary it looks. But this time she's like, Daddy, I'm going to go on Monism Adventure Dudes this time. Okay, I'm going to go on it. I was like, all right. So after I <laughs> failed my El Waco game, I was like, all right, let's go on Monism Revenge. You're still doing it, right? And she's like, um, yeah, I'll still do it. I was like, all right, let's get going. We start walking towards it. And my boy's, uh, he's like, I'm going too. I was like, uh, no, buddy, I'm sorry. You can't get on it. And he looked kind of sad. Uh, so we start, we, we start walking. And I'm getting on, me and my daughter are getting on the car. And I see my wife and my son running up. And I look at her. I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, he wanted to go on it. And they, they measured him. He just made it. I was like, oh, fuck. You know, he's a, he's a five-year-old boy. And he just, I guess he just cleared that height. Like his, his fucking hair is touching the line. And so I'm like, oh, man, I wonder, I wonder if he's going to get scared. Because he's never been on a ride like that before. You know, they're always going the kiddie rides. So we go on. Like I said, it's a fucking rush. It's really, it's like 30 seconds and you're done. Maybe less than that. I get off. They're like, fifth, they're like uh, five cars behind me. So... Immediately, I'm looking for my son to see how he reacted to it, right? This is the moment of truth. All these people are getting off the car. I'm scanning, looking. I lock eyes with him, and he's got the most excited fucking face I've ever seen on him. It's just so like, like I just tried heroin, and it was fucking incredible. <laughs> Look on his face. And I was so happy, and I was just thinking right at that moment. From this time... From this moment on, everything's going to be changed for this kid. None of these rides are going to be, you know, he's a junkie now. He's, he's, not going to, he's not going to get the same level of satisfaction from his little baby rides, right? And not even a few minutes later, we walk into the park and, you know, there's one of the kid rides. He goes, that one's for babies. <laughs> but goddamn, I was kind of envious of him at that moment of just the sheer excitement in his face from experiencing that from the first time. You know what I mean? It was fucking great, like living through him again. It was awesome. Oh, I was so happy. That could have went, went so bad. But not an hour later, I saw the exact opposite look on his face because we walked at one point to this one. We were going to look at some attraction or something. And I thought he was behind my wife. And we just started walking. And she's like, where's Jacob? And I went, uh-oh. You know, you turn around, you do the scan, you don't see him. It's like, fuck. So right away, we rush out to the main area where people are. We're scanning, scanning, scanning. Like, fuck, he could be anywhere. You know, it was only like a few seconds, but, you know, you could be anywhere. And I lock eyes with him. And he's so fucking terrified looking. Just like that feeling of helplessness, like, oh my God, I'm lost. And he was crying. And I'm telling you, it's just a matter of seconds, but that's all it that's all it took. And he comes running and starts, you know, fucking hugging me and shit. Ah <laughs> I saw the best and the worst expression on my kid's face in the matter of one hour. <laughs> oh Christ. All right, let's go ahead and move on with a new segment I'm introducing called, hmm, well, that's unsettling. <laughs> Here's my intro. <laughs> 
Well, that's unsettling. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to share with you something that's very unsettling to me, everybody. It's quite simple. <laughs> so uh, here's what's unsettling to me. I don't know how you feel about this, but to me, <laughs> well, it's pretty unsettling. Dogs with little or curled tails. Let me explain why. Because if a dog has a little tail or a curled tail, their butthole is on full display. And I got to tell you something. It's quite unsettling. (laughs) You've seen it all before. I know you have. My parents had this Akita. She died. Uh, but it had that curled tail. And if you're, if you're sitting down and the dog happens to be standing around you and you know, it, it, it's not facing you, it's butthole just staring at you right in the eye. And her butthole used to like uh, fluctuate and, and just my brother used to <laughs> just blowing you kisses. It was just fucking gross. Like, it would just open for, uh, ugh. like her, her, her ass muscles would be flexing or something. I don't know, but it's just fucking weird. Can you imagine if none of us wore clothes <laughs> and you're just like hanging out at home and you're, and maybe your buddy's over and he bends over to get something and his butthole just, How fucking alarming would that be? Maybe not. Maybe alarming is the wrong word. Maybe the right word is. <laughs> well, that's unsettling. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And yes, you are supposed to imagine a fat guy, somewhat uh, maybe sixties, with a mustache and a monocle, or his glasses. Lower to half the length of his nose, and he and he's going. <laughs> well, that's unsettling. Sorry. Yeah, a dog's butthole exposed. It's quite unsettling, if you ask me. All right. Uh, speaking of ass, the Playboy is in the news. Oh my God, James, that was a pretty good segue. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that one myself. Playboy is in the news, everybody. Uh, Allegedly, I don't know how true this is, but according to the news reports, somebody found some blueprints that have revealed that a period of time spanning from the 70s into the 80s, there were underground tunnels to the Playboy mansion from the homes of celebrities. Now, this sounds like crazy talk, right? But apparently, according to my sources, according to some people, it's true. Now, I've seen the blueprints online, and uh, they look pretty good. (laughs) It's pretty accurate to me. Because you all know, I am a drafter on my downtime. I do drafting, and they check out. The celebrities rumored to have tunnels leading to their houses were Jack Nicholson, Warren Beatty, James Caan, and Kirk Douglas. And now, if you all know, these are A-list celebrities at that time. A-list to this day. Um, that's pretty... And you know, Jack Nicholson, goddamn. Can you imagine the life this guy has led... How much ass this dude has crushed. Jack fucking Nicholson, dude. Isn't Jack Nicholson, not because of that, but isn't overall he like the coolest fucking guy? Doesn't he seem like a great guy to hang out with? Oh, the times Jack and I would have had drinking and banging broads. Ah, doing drugs. It would have been great. James, you're a happily married man. You son of a bitch. Well... Yes, but I'm just saying, if circumstances arose 
that would have led me down a different path. I don't know, maybe a parallel <laughs> dimensional life. Jack and I could have been friends. Hell, according to one of my theories, I am Jack Nicholson. Just a different parallel universe. <laughs> nah, uh, could you imagine? Now, let's just go back, everybody. I'm talking to you guys, mostly. You women, probably some of you could, uh, could, couldn't appreciate this. Maybe not, though. <laughs> if you're a guy, you all most likely like to have sex. It's just in our nature, and it feels pretty damn good. Nah. So uh, imagine in the 70s. Uh, it's not quite free. Is it still free love at that point? No, that's the 60s, right? But you're still you're still fucking like crazy in the 70s, right? I mean, I wasn't around back then, but I've seen movies, drugs, sex, rock and roll. That all, that whole thing was going on still. Just imagine you're a celebrity, you're a hotshot celebrity, right? In your fucking prime, both physically and career-wise. You've got all the money you need. You've got fame. You've got a fucking killer reputation. People are throwing drugs. Like I'm not a druggie, but I'm just saying at that time, that was the lifestyle. People are throwing drugs at you. Women are throwing ass at you. Left and right. You've got a secret underground tunnel from, from your house. It's like fucking Batman status. You, 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 you take a flight of stairs. You take a stroll. Underground. No one's messing with you. Big secret. Nobody knows. There you go. Up another... Because I, I, I saw the blueprints. And it's just, you know, a couple flights of spiral staircases and you're up, you're up in the mansion. Secret entrance. Fucking crazy. Oh, and you got to have like a cool fucking code word, right? You've got to. It's like, what's the password, please? And given the fact that it's fucking Jack Nicholson, it's got to be something cool like, little pigs, little pigs, let me come in. <laughs> oh, Mr. Nicholson, come right in. Hey, thanks. Hey, uh, hey, chief, why don't you go ahead and send a bottle of your, uh, your best whiskey down to uh, room 13? You know, why don't you, why don't you send also some whites in for the broads? <laughs> right away, Mr. Nicholson. God damn. Could you imagine that? No wonder the guy never got fucking married. Why? Anytime he wants female companionship, he has right to the Playboy Mansion in his secret underground private fucking tunnel cave thing. Come on! This guy... If this guy isn't every guy's hero now, and hero I mean just based on the cool fucking life he led, uh, I, I, you know, if I can't help you if you don't agree with that. <laughs> if you didn't think this dude was like the man's man, cool fucking dude, now, if this is true, he's got to be right. I mean, how could you beat him? How can you beat that cool... Has the reputation of being cool as fuck. Always wear it with the shades. No one says a bad thing about him. One of the, you know, considered one of the greatest actors of our generation. Or this century, whatever the fuck it is. Secret tunnels to the Playboy Mansion, God damn it! What more can he say? <laughs> ah, that's so fucking awesome. And listen, I think it's true because I saw the blueprints and uh, I felt like DiCaprio in The Aviator when he lost his mind. Uh, show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. The blueprints. Show me 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 the blueprints. Oh, that's fucking sick, dude. Underground whore tunnels. Ah! All right. I'm just going to move on because. I'm a little too excited about that one. Jack fucking Nicholson. All right. Speaking of sexy things, um, there's a little uh-oh coming up because Pornhub 
<laughs> Apparently, Pornhub, I think, uh, I think I read, is the most popular porn site in America with 35 million views per day or something like that. Uh, I think that's a correct figure, but uh, who cares? They have a new report recently that the highest, highest percentage of gay porn views in the United States comes from the South. Speaking of that, do you have a place in the South? James, what are you implying? Nothing. <laughs> uh, specifically, Mississippi, M-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-I, Louisiana, and Georgia. Take it away, Ray Charles. Georgia, Georgia, the gay porn runs wild. Gay porn runs, just some old gay porn. Keeps Georgia on my mind. <laughs> More like gay Charles. <laughs> oh my God, James, that was so lame. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is this really a surprise to anybody? It's always the ones that yell the loudest are the ones that are covering something up, right? Oh, man, y'all fucking disgusting, man. Gay is not the way. God hates fags. The Bible says that marriage is between a man and a woman, not between a man and a man. It's fucking Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve shit. Hey, why don't you pull up that video I like watching? No, 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 not on the YouTubes, man, on the fuck on the Pornhub. Yeah, the one with the big black fella. Pull that one up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's got the... First, he starts with the coveralls, and then he pulls them. Yeah, that's the one right there. Play that one real quick. Hold on. Skip ahead into, skip ahead to like five minutes and 37 seconds. Watch. Hey, look at that. God damn, look at that. I think I want a black man in my butthole. <laughs> you all know the ones that are shouting from rooftops about uh, anti-gay and all that shit. You know they're the ones that are secretly getting some backdoor action, right? In the shadows of the night. You aren't fooling anyone, South. So why don't you uh, snap out of it and come welcome to 2015. You thought you can get away with it, didn't you? Nope. You almost did, too. But Pornhub blew the whistle on all of you. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of gay, do you remember Jurassic Park when... Uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> so, uh, was talking to the scientist, and he's talking about breeding, and the doctor goes, oh, that's impossible because all the dinosaurs are female. And he's like, you know, pretty much telling him, like, oh, they'll still breed anyway. Are you trying to say that a park consisting entirely of females will breed? Uh, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way, right? And then later on, Dr. Grant finds the broken eggs, in the wild, and he goes, oh, some West African frogs were known to spontaneously change sex from male to female in a single-sex environment. Oh, Dr. Malcolm was right. Life found a way. <laughs> My point is, do you think that nature right now is reacting to the world's overpopulation by creating more gay people to limit the breeding in this world, okay? To cut back on people. Do you think that's a sort of like an evolution just to balance the whole world out because we're being overrun by people? So the more gays that are born, there'll be less, uh, less breeding. What do you say about that? Oh my God, James. Is this how you spend your time? <laughs> ah! Or it's probably just because now it's acceptable and so uh, more people are coming out about it. That's probably most likely. But if you really think about it, think about how many gay people you see every day now. Well, in California, it's pretty common. If this is how it's always been and there isn't some sort of uh, nature's, <laughs> nature's reaction to overpopulation, if this is really how it's always been, the ratio, how fucked up were most people's lives, hundred, you know, not even hundreds of years ago, all throughout history, having to hide. Isn't that horrible? Think about that, everybody. Put yourself in gay shoes. 
Oh my God, James. You mean like Jimmy Choo's? <laughs> Jimmy Choo's? I don't know. What, what is that? It's a... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. How fucked up is that? That you that they had to hide? You know? Well, I guess you can all think about that. But anyways. Hey, South. Stop hiding. Peekaboo. We see you. <laughs> Speaking of gay, you have to watch this movie. It's called The Imitation Game. That's all I'm going to say to you. You know me. I don't like ruining movies. But this movie is fucking important. Extremely important. And I think it, uh, it demands your viewing if you haven't seen it already. It's the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that one and Whiplash were my two favorites from last year's movies. You got to watch it, both of them. But uh, the Imitation Game applies to what we're talking about. So <laughs> there you go. Handle it. Must see Danger Approved. And uh, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> All right, let's move on. And now it's time for Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie, would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in RoboCop, playing Peter Weller's character of RoboCop. And here it goes. Hey, yo, Clarence Bonnegar, you're under arrest. You have the right to remain silent, you know? <coughs> Fuck you! Hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! I'm protected, man! I've got protection! Hey, yo, you have the right to an attorney, you know? What is this shit? God damn it! God damn it, listen to me! Listen to me, you fuck! There's another guy! He's OCP! He's a senior president! Hey, yo, anything you say may be used against you, you know? It's Dick Jones! You, you cocksucker! I work for Dick Jones! Dick Jones! He's the number two guy at OCP! OCP runs the cops! You're a cop! Cop! Hey, uh, yes, uh, I am a cop, you know? I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Robocop. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. This has been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. <laughs> All right, let's start wrapping this shit up with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's. I fancy that. Fancy, fancy, fancy times, everybody. All right. I fancy that. Oh boy, here's a good one. I fancy. And yes, keep in mind, I am a member of high society. <laughs> I hope you are too. I fancy some good sushi. Oh my God, James. That smells fishy. No, it's not supposed to. <laughs> I said good sushi. I've been on this sushi kick lately. Uh, I've been trying to eat healthier. And, you know, I'd like to go out with my lady friend. And yes, I'm referring to my wife. And although I am a powerful celebrity, I do not have access to a system of underground tunnels which lead to a mansion Full of a bevy of beautiful women that I may use at my disposal for any means I see necessary. <laughs> but 
if there's ever an opportunity that I can ha- I can happen for me, I'm taking it. Hey, uh, sweetie, I'm gonna go ahead and go for a, a walk. Oh, I'll come with you. No, no, it's okay. I'll, 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 I I want to just collect my thoughts. But you go for a walk every night for hours at a time. <laughs> really? Oh well. Uh, don't wait up. <laughs> anyway, uh, sushi, right? So. Uh, there's this place that I know of, and no, I will not reveal the place to you over the airwaves here. If you'd like, I will tell you in a private email, because that shows me that you want to be interactive, and that you actually listen to this piece of shit. So, the danger hour at yahoo.com. I will supply you with my secret sushi location. It is the best one I've been to. It's fucking delicious, okay? It's quality fish. It ta- I'm, not, I'm not fucking around. It tastes like they just pulled these things out of the ocean. Okay? Uh, it's a little pricey, but it's worth it. Because if you've had bad sushi or, or just average or uh, this is whatever, this place is fucking good. And it's, they've got real Japanese guys from Japan, by the way. All right? And they're older, experienced. Isn't it a little unsettling when you see, go into a sushi place and you see a Mexican dude making the rolls or making whatever he's doing, cutting the fish? Isn't that kind of bother you? It's fucking awesome, dude, this place I go to. And uh, Gaspoy introduced me. Oh, my God. So let me tell you what we had this last time, because I know you're all dying to know. Thank you, James. <laughs> Not you. Uh, my wife and I went, just her and I, we had a little date yesterday. We went to uh, have some sushis, and then we played some pool. Then we came home and watched the Walking Dead finale. A great fucking day. Listen to all those activities. <laughs> the only thing that sucked is I went to work that day, but how do you, how do you beat that? Sushi with the wife. Uh, I'm not. I'm actually not even done. Sushi with the wife. Fantastic sushi. Played some pool. Watched the Walking Dead finale. And then had some sex. Is that not the greatest day ever? Well, James, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of Tom Selleck involved. All right. <laughs> okay, relax. Big deal. Here's what we got. I ordered some hamachi and jalapeno. That's yellowtail. Now, this is sashimi. They bring it to you just fish that's been sliced, and it tastes so fucking good. Ugh! Next up, Spanish mackerel. All right? They bring it to you. It looks shiny silvery. It just looks so fucking crisp and clean, and it tastes so goddamn fresh and tantalizing. And scrumptious. <laughs> we also got a couple rolls. One of them was uh, with eel. My God, if you haven't had eel, it's so fucking good. It might sound gross, but that one they actually cook a little bit. So fucking tasty. And we had uh, some other roll with a bunch of scallops on it. Ah, marvelous. I'm telling you, man, if you find a good sushi spot, you're winning. You're winning at life. <laughs> I really fucking hate that expression. I really do. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for this week. Just one fancy. I'm sorry. Or am I? Uh, oh, you know what? I'll throw another one in there. Just because I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to make an hour this week. Whew. Here's what I fancy. Coming up this summer, I'm going to take a little road trip with the family. And I'm fucking excited about it. I'm hopefully going to cross something off my bucket list. Stay tuned. That's all I'm going to tell you. What I fancy, though, is just the excitement of looking forward to it. Oh, man. Ugh, I want to go. <laughs> so, anticipation of doing something fun. A fun little trip with the family. <laughs> because, I'll tell you this much. I really haven't gone to too many places in the United States or, you know, in the world for that matter. So this summer, I'm hoping to uh, see a, f- a few more states in this 
great country of ours. And uh, looking forward to that. So that should be cool. Uh, so anyways, that and some awesome sushi. Uh, I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's my fuck you. A pretty weak one this week. I apologize, but not really. Uh, you might have heard on a couple shows ago. I forgot which one it was. Oh, it was the one with uh, Doogie and Schmoopsie. We were talking about Johnny Depp being fucking annoying. Uh, you know who else is pretty fucking annoying on the same level as Johnny Depp? Pretty similar. Very similar. Are you guessing yet? She's a woman. Do you know yet? Huh? You know. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, she's fucking annoying. Just like him. It's she plays the same fucking person. It's always this ditzy type chick that's all pale looking with those big fucking eyeballs and her wild hair. It's always the same. Eccentric fucking weirdo character. Ugh! And she pops up all over the place. Now, I went to see Cinderella recently. I'm surprised uh, if if someone if anyone else was here they would have called me derogatory names. James, what what are you, what are you implying? Nothing. <laughs> that movie was fucking lousy. Well, James, what do you expect? I mean, it's not your type of movie, James. You're more into like shoot 'em up bad guys and whatnot. No, that's not true. That's Lido. No, I like I can appreciate all kinds of movies. Well, James, obviously not. The fairy tale princess kinds. <laughs> Look, I didn't want to go see this. I've got kids. My wife really wanted to see it. You know, she grew up watching Cinderella, as we all did. Sing sweet nightingale. Sing sweet nightingale. Ah. <laughs> a dream is a wish your heart me. Come on, we all know the songs. Oh my god, James. That was super gay. Who are you to talk? James, what are you playing? Nothing. Nothing. James, I've, I've always wanted to sing a duet with you. <laughs> of course you have. I, I really do, James. I think, I think our voices would complement each other very well. What song do you have in mind, you little fruity pants? James, I really don't appreciate that. I'm trying to bond with you over the miracle of music. <laughs> what song exactly do you want to sing? Oh, I think you know, James. I think you know. Oh my God, of course. This is super gay. There's no way I'm singing this song. Come on, James. There's no way. Summer loving had me a blast. Summer loving happened so fast. I met a girl. Crazy for me Met a boy Cute as can be Someday He's drifting away To a Over summer nights She swam by me She got a cramp I saved a life, she nearly drowned He showed off, splashing around Summer sun, something's begun But I over summer nights We went strolling, drank lemonade We made out 
under the dark. We stayed up till ten o'clock. Summer fling don't mean a thing, but uh, oh, the summer nights. He got friendly, holding my hand. Well, she got friendly down in the sand. He was sweet, just turned 18. Well, she was good, you know what I mean. Summer heat, boy and girl meet. But uh, oh, the summer night. So fuck you, Helena Bonham Carter. I can't stand looking at her anymore. You and Johnny Depp can hold hands and take a long walk off a short cliff. Okay? And one more thing I want to say to you. Fuck you! Fuck you! All right, everybody. That's going to do it. I hope you had a great time as much as I did. Oh, my God, James. You're not going to say anything? Say anything about what? About what just happened, James? Like thirty seconds ago. Uh, what do you what do you mean? Oh my God, James, you're really not gonna bring anything up. Bring what up? Our song, James. Our beautiful duet. I don't know what you're talking about. James, how could you deny the musical chemistry that you and I share together? I really don't know what you're talking about. I didn't sing any song. James, I really can't believe you're going to pull this angle. Are you going to cut it from the show, James? Are you going to act like that just never happened? There's no turning back now, James. There's no turning back. Listen. Listen. Let me just tell you something, right? You remember this and remember this always. I'm listening, James. Nothing ever happens between us, all right? All that happens is that you annoy me and I shout verbal abuse at you. Do you understand? James, we just, but we shared a musical. No, 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 we didn't share anything. Get that through your skull. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. James, you're acting a lot like the South right now. No, I'm not. Especially Georgia, James. No, no. I'm just saying. You're in denial, James. When in fact, we both shared... We didn't share anything together. It never happened. (sighs) Okay, James. Then if that's how you want it to be, then that's, that's how it'll be. Thank you. Thank you. All right, listen. Let me tell you one thing. And I want you to hear me clearly and understand, okay? Okay, James. It's very important that you always remember this. We'll always have those summer nights. Oh my God, James, I knew it. You know nothing. Shut up. Okay, that's going to do it, everybody. That's the show. It's been fantastic. I've had a blast. Hopefully you did too. Hopefully I'll see you again next time and you keep listening to this goofy nonsense. And as always, I leave you with the same fantastic advice. And that's simply, stay dangerous, my friends. Later.